Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. We've got a great show for you today, a great lineup, a great two hours for you, actually. We're going to kick it off here heaven and your spiritual evolution a mystic's guide to the afterlife life and reaching your highest potential dimitri Muratis is joining us here today and i probably spell i probably mispronounced that name as usual but let me give a shout out to benny and jacob and kent hey benny i gotta like take back something i said <gasps> i gotta like eat my words Uh oh okay oh okay. wait i think i know what you're gonna talk about oh do you no i don't okay <laughs> Actually, I have a slight, but you got to rejog my memory and then I'll then I'll react again. (laughs) Okay, let me let me go. Okay, so I made a statement. I don't know when I made it Um, last week. I think it was. And I said something like there are very few cinematic movies that come out that have a sequel that are better than the original or a remake. Okay, like you remake a movie. Uh Right. And you think. Jeez, really? Are we really going to do War, War of the Worlds again? How could you even get better than the original? But I made a statement about a movie that came out over the weekend. And um, I have to say, in the world of spirituality, this is one of these movies that really surprised me. I, and I want to say that to sit through a couple of hours watching a film that is supposedly sci-fi, but wait, you know, after my conversation today with Dimitri, we're going to see how sci-fi this is. But watching the movie and thinking to myself, oh, no, it can't be over. Right, Benny? It's like, oh, no, did I just sit here for two plus hours? And this is this movie is going to end here. And the reason that I was in shock about it was because it was such a beautiful blend of representing an evolution of consciousness and the way that we are now starting to portray that in our pop culture. I find it fascinating. And I, I, if you can put the violence aside, uh, which we can't because almost every movie that comes out, even the PG movies that come out, they have like swords, you know, and stuff. But if you can put that aside, I was enthralled the entire time watching Dune. Ah, yeah. Uh Remember, I kind of like said a little like, uh, like whatever. But I didn't realize because I didn't watch the subtitles that it was part one. And I was getting ready to talk to Dimitri today and reading his book, Heaven and Your Spiritual Evolution. And I was so fascinated by reading these insights and what we believe we will see or what we believe something will be like or what we think will happen or won't happen. And I was really enthralled by how spiritual they got in this movie. Yes, that's my view of it. None of the critics will tell you it's a spiritual movie, but I am telling you right now, something fascinating happens. If you have something that covers what happens so deeply in our subconscious when we talk about a spiritual evolution, what comes forward in our dreams? You know, what happens when we think about our lives and what we've done? Can we really make amends for things? You know, what is the inspiration that keeps us motivated to be better people? You know, is it insight into the future? Is it something that you feel like you're called to do? Is it a knowing that there is a sense of your being, a sense of your being that completely fulfills you, even 
even if you're not going to be a billionaire, I'm just saying, probably, probably not. Um, but think about this. And so, Benny, I have to take back, like, what I said about this movie being a remake of Dune. The books, it's those the books. You have to read the books. But I was fascinated by the consciousness of and the spiritual nature and the metaphors in the movie, especially about fear. You know, the quotes about fear and thinking about this. And I was really struck by putting that, you know, the in the backdrop of what we're going to talk about today, because when I think about where we are and what we start to question and whether or not we are now capable as humans, capable <clears throat> of evolving our consciousness, I think about it's time to read Heaven and Your Spiritual Evolution. Um, because today joining me is someone that is a co-founder, co-spiritual director of Spiritual Arts Institute. But more than that, you know, he is someone that has created a lifetime of curriculum, a way for us to bring spiritual arts to the forefront, a way for us to understand metaphysical to the point where I can watch a pop culture movie and see the medical metaphysical nature in it. So today, fasten your seatbelt as we start to take a look at heaven and your spiritual evolution and how this guide literally becomes the guide to not just help us answer these questions, but to begin to question ourselves. Demetrius, great to have you. Welcome to the show. Well, boy, thank you so much for that intro. That's good. You made me want to see the movie, by the way. I remember the one 30 years ago. <laughs> Do you remember the one 30 years ago? Yeah. I thought I saw the one 30 years ago and I had a hard time getting through, getting I did through it. Did you I knew too? Some okay. people that worked on the movie, so and they said it was a hard movie to work on. <laughs> it was hard. Well, you know, here's what I love about this because so is so is our spiritual evolution. Right. You know, sometimes it's hard to work on when we look at it as if we have to take it all on at one time. See, the brilliance with this movie and what you and I are talking about today, somebody decided before they even got approval to do the next parts. They didn't even they don't even have approval to do the rest of the parts of the movie. They said, we're only going to give you part one. And I want to ask you this question, if you don't mind. Sure. I, I grew up with sayings like, God, the universe is only going, to get, only going to give you what you can handle at that moment. I grew up with that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then I also grew up with, you're never going to get anything you can't handle. So sort of paradoxical <laughs> statements, right? You're only going to get what you can handle at the moment, but the universe is not going to ever give you. And in, in the realm of spiritual evolution, you know, and I was reading your book, there's a motivation that happens to us in humanity. There's like this motivation and the motivation for life and who we are and how we show up, I think changes over time. But the question always comes, what is this thing? What is the reality of this thing I'm looking forward to in the afterlife, right? You know, what am I going to be able to see? Can I come back and haunt my ex? You know, all, <laughs> all of those questions. But your book invites us to take that journey to understand about divine light, doesn't it? Yes. Well, it brings in many things. It's almost like a cosmology book. And when we were writing this, uh, the challenge was, you know, we, as you know, we've written, we've been on your show before, we've yeah. talked about the aura, we talked about karma, the angels, these are targeted topics in the spiritual arts. Uh, so you say, okay, in this book, I'm going to study the aura, in this book, I'm going to study karma, in this book, I'm going to study the angels. But when you're talking about evolution, you have to tie all these things together, because they're interconnected. You can't just talk about one thing. Now, all our books are based on, you know, experience and clairvoyant observation and barbara's experience over five plus decades yeah. you know all of this so this is coming from shall we say firsthand knowledge we tell people our first book change your change your life tells the world what we do we meditate with divine yeah. light this book 
tells us who we are, a spiritual growth organization. And if I were to ask 20 people in spirituality right now, what, is, what does it mean to grow spiritually? I bet I would get 20 different answers. Yeah. But something that's so important, it's hard to put a target. Now, if I were to say, what's the difference between a child and an adult? Well, you would be able to give me a very specific thing. Or what does it mean to go from K through 12? You could give me very specific responses. But spiritual growth, it's still something we're coming to terms to understand because the whole reemergence of the of the world consciousness is fairly recent, and it, it, it's nice that this twenty first the twentieth century really reintroduced it. This twenty first century is the time that we can dive in much deeper. So it is nice when you start to see things like you know motion pictures and things like that starting to capture some of this because you know well filmmakers they want to make money but they also understand there must be something in the consciousness that's calling me to do this in the world consciousness. That, so, that's what I mean. That's yeah. actually, and when I was reading your book and it was funny, right? Because I'm getting ready to do, you know, I work on the weekends to prep for the week before. And then my little reward is, oh, first of all, I didn't realize that they released it both live streaming and in the theaters and all of the critics say go to the theaters, but I just didn't have time to do that. But what I love about the, the parallel of taking a look at what you all are presenting, both of you, Barbara, and, and you as well, and looking at from the onset, our spiritual ascent, ascension, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So coming out of the gate with that, yeah. right? I was really struck by how we are trying to represent this so much in the many versions of our cultures with the Ness. Um, and, um, and with this life so short, as the quote says, the craft so long to learn. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm just like, what did he say? And that was Chaucer, right? That so that Chaucer was that like 600 that. years ago. <laughs> right. And, and so I'm thinking about that and I'm saying, what then? And let's talk about this. What then, what then moves us to a faster pace? And, and that's something that I've thought a lot about. And what do I mean by a faster pace? What I mean by it for me is I think about the many roadblocks I've had or potholes I've stepped in, and I think they have accelerated things for me. I think I've got new lessons. But the one thing that we all right, that have been in the world of spirituality, the word that comes up most is heaven. Yeah, heaven. My mama, Southern Baptist used to say, Oh, girls, honey, let me tell you something, you got it right here. This is heaven. This is, you know, you ain't really, this, this is right. <laughs> and we never understood what she said. But what is our fascination with this? Well, because it's part of the reason we're here. Um, we were the first chapter of the book is called you don't go to heaven you grow to, to heaven <laughs> so heaven is an evolutionary process and we all have this inherent urge to create and express ourselves and we know even if it's not conscious that earth really is like a school and everything here is an opportunity to grow the whole subject of the book is trying to share you know, we, we, we know we were born of physical parents and, you know, we had a physical birth, but our soul was long before that. And the cosmic story of who we are is extraordinarily fascinating. So, yeah, when we're talking about heaven and growing, you do have to think of three things here. Number one, you have to realize this is not the journey of a single life. There is no way you could go from kindergarten to graduate school in a single year, no matter how good you are in kindergarten, you still have to go through the stages. And, and heaven is a state of consciousness as well as a place to go. And it's this place we go when we're, shall we call it, spiritually mature. And that takes many lifetimes. We have to go through many life experiences, not just one. Then also we have to realize we don't do it alone. We get help from the other side. We it's called, you know, we call them the angels, the archangels, the David, whatever names you want to give them. These are right. those that have traveled further. I love the line of the Talmud that says, 
for every blade of grass, there's an angel bending over saying grow. So you may feel like you're alone, like you're the only one slugging us out right now, but you're really not. And if you feel that way, it means you just you need to retune yourself, you need to get reconnected. Now, the third one is you need power to evolve. And that's where the aura comes in. So the spiritual energy of your aura is the fuel of your evolution. So we say, the most precious thing you possess, it's not your cars, it's not your house, it's not your retirement account, it's none of those things, it's the light you earn. That is your most precious commodity, because you are going to take that to the other side, and actually it will determine where on the other side you end up. It's not reward or punishment, it's like attracting like. There, are, The other side isn't one place, it's many places. The Bible says in my father's house, are many mansions. Yeah. And these are actual places you can go to and visit, but they're also states of consciousness. So that means even right now, you and I talking to each other, we're vibrating in our own way to a level of consciousness that corresponds to somewhere on the other side. So if this were my day to go home, I would go to that realm because that's what I've earned the right to have. So we want to do those good things. We want to, you know, sometimes we do very good things. We don't get rewarded for it. We think, well, did it matter? Of course it mattered. It added to you. It added to life. Don't always wait for that gold star. Just keep doing those good things. Mm -hmm. And which is, and thank you for mentioning our training pro. The other thing is meditation. Yeah. Every person on a spiritual path should be meditating daily because that's your one-on-one -on -one time with the divine. You can call in the divine power, and as you apply it in your life, then that too will build up power, which will fuel your whole evolution. And the beauty of now is we are in a global renaissance. This isn't happening in one part of the world or isn't led by one person. There is a global awakening because while there's, also, there's individual evolution, there is collective. Society does grow collectively. And I know things sound topsy-turvy now. But if you compare civilization to 100 years ago, we have grown enormously in the last 100 years. Yeah, there's a lot we have to still do. But, you know, one thing the higher tells us constantly, the world's not getting worse, it's getting better. And, you know, this is really the thing to really hold on to and look at. And I think about this a lot. Um, and I was talking with somebody the other day, and one of the things we were talking about is we were talking about, are we doing enough, you know, myself and this other woman? Are we doing enough as women? You know, what do we see now that young women, younger women may not see because they haven't had to fight for it, so to speak? That's my language. You know, if you haven't had to fight, right, um, to vote, or if you haven't had to fight to at least be acknowledged that you're an equal on a, at a table, then how do you know what you have to lose? And it was an interesting dialogue to have because we were talking about, does it require the ways of old or does it require something new? And what we came to was whatever it is we require, we're not the same people. And, and she asked me, she said, how are you not the same? I said, I am not the same that I was from a consciousness perspective. I, I'm not, I, I'm, I have changed in that manner. You know, there are things that I, that today I would do differently um, in my world. But when I think about this and I think about what you talk about the cosmic vision, it was so <laughs> seriously, I'm watched, I, I've gone through, went through the book and now I'm watching the movie. Right. And you could have written parts of the movie. Right. You could have literally written parts of what the main character was seeing because his gift was cosmic vision, his gift, mm. gift um, which was a movement to see a vision for the future. And let me ask you this because. When I read the book and I think about spiritual cosmology, but I also think about what we hold and what we can create, it is so powerful. Dimitri, it's so powerful. Yeah, yeah. I, I, 
let me just, I'm going to leave you with this. And then I'd like you to talk about this. Jessica and I just had a brief meeting on Monday. We always meet. We got together. We talked about a bunch of things, what we wanted to do. But we, we came to a conclusion and we said, it would be nice if we had a staff member that could do dot, dot, dot. Within six minutes, one mm -hmm. of our team called us to ask if she could do that. Now, what's the difference, though? What is it about our consciousness and our spiritual essence that holds the space for that that is akin to it, the nature of spiritual evolution? Well, a lot of people have talked about this right intention. You know, <laughs> uh, consciousness is king. You know, you are where you are in your consciousness. So um, the outside world is the it is the objectification. The whole universe was born of an inner spiritual impulse. So this is a created universe in the physical universe out of a spiritual. But we know anything we create starts in the mind, starts in the consciousness, and then becomes an outside objective. That's the whole idea of change your aura, change your life. You want to change anything in your life? You have to start inside. If you're not happy with your finances, not happy with your relationship, not happy with your spirituality, whatever. It starts with you. And I love what Barbara always used to taught. Do you want to be the master or the victim of your life? If, if you start playing the role of the victim, mm. don't be surprised when things like victim type things happen to you because that's what you're projecting. So we can't always change the world, but we can change ourselves, right? Gandhi said, be the change that you want to see in the world. And that is profoundly important. Now, your comment about somebody saying if they didn't work for it, you know, uh, let's say women's rights, you were mentioning they, they weren't doing the suffrage things. And we do have to make sure we don't take our, our privileges of our life for granted. I mean, it's called at, entitlement, right? Right. You don't want to get, well, look at the pioneers that brought, built this country, for goodness sakes, you know, the, what they went through. You know, um, so we have to recognize, yeah, exactly. Entitlement makes, oh, I, because I am who I am, I deserve everything. Well, we do deserve good things, but we also have to earn them. And it's, I think it's both. You have to understand the past, which will help you understand the future. What do they say? Those who don't understand the past are condemned to repeat it. We, we have to be aware of what brought us to where we are. And then, of course, we have to set the vision for the future. And uh, then we have to go for it. We have to recognize we have value. Some people don't value themselves. You know, they don't, in a, in a, in a genuine way, you are, you're not your body, you're not your mind, you are the soul. And that soul is precious. And that's what's undergoing the whole evolutionary process. And things may not always work out again the way you want them to. But the measure of your maturity is not what's happening in your life. It's how you're handling it. I love that the Chinese symbol, the, the, the character for crisis is the same symbol as opportunity. So that means a crisis in our life could be something yeah. that tears us down or something that gives us a chance for a rebirth at a, at a new level. I, I have to tell you, I love this book. I, I mean, when we come back from break, I, I really want you to take us through it in a lot of ways. There's so much to talk with you about. And, um, you know, so many questions, but I love when we take a look at the language that is used in our world, the glory of heaven, for example, mm -hmm. and then read about the, the journey that you take us through to really look at this. And one of the questions that comes to mind is what does it feel like? Mm. I'm not saying what does it think like? What is that like? I'm not doing that. What does it feel like to grow to heaven? <laughs> what does that feel like to grow to heaven? We're going to take a short break. Before we do, um, Dimitri, how do we find out about the book? How do we find out about you? Oh, thank and how you. do we get copies of it? Right. Well, it's available everywhere. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, your local bookshop. It is Heaven and Your Spiritual Evolution. Our organization, Spiritual Arts Institute, spiritualarts.org. You can go there to find out about our training programs, the books, the events that we have. Uh, we're here in Encinitas, California, which is in the San Diego area. 
but we are also worldwide because we were doing video long before <laughs> the Zoom era started. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you and me both, totally. Yeah. Yeah. We, we must have had, what did you call it in the book? A cos cosmetic, we must have had a, a cosmic vision. There you That's go. That's what we must have had. Yeah, we just, it worked. It works very well. It's, and it's a wonderful group of people. They bring nothing more exciting than a community of spiritual yeah. seekers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about this idea of growing. What does it look like? But more importantly, what does it feel like? You know, can we have a sense of it by the energetic vibration? Can we feel when our aura changes? Can we know that? What does that feel like? Have you had what we call an awakening? Do you think you were really asleep before that? Or did you just maybe kept hitting that snooze button? We're going to take a short break when we come back. And then, Benny, we've got a couple of copies to give away when we come back at the book. Uh, for those of you, this is the Dr. Pat Show, Heaven and Your Spiritual Evolution, A Mystic's Guide to the Afterlife, and Reaching Your Highest Potential. Absolutely reaching your highest potential. When we come back, so much to look at. But are you ready to grow? Are you ready to grow that feeling? Can you feel heaven? Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Your own innate brilliance already lives inside of you. Come discover it so you can shine brightly in this world. Join me, your host, Adrian Cobb, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern during Wild Magic on TransformationTalkRadio.com and get answers to who you are and where you belong. To learn more about me and the show, visit MyWildMagic.com. Again, that's MyWildMagic.com. Welcome to Soul Activation Podcast, a world-class broadcast of insight and inspiration with the renowned healer and coach, Suzanne Alexandria. In this series, she dives deep into the magical sea of you, to the place in you that's ready to activate. Tune in live every second and fourth Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Stuck in a roundabout of dysfunction? Stop circling around difficult issues and find out what's been holding you back. Learn how to speak your truth to power with host Dr. Kathy O'Bear. Create real change with smart tools and smart strategies. No frills, no fluff, just life-changing conversations to help get you where you want to be. Extend your reach and become an agent for real change with Kathy O'Bear. For more information on Kathy and her work, please visit drkathyobear.com. That's drkathyobear.com. Are you ready to put down that drink or drug for good? Are you struggling to maintain your recovery from addictive behaviors? Do you need help with a family member or loved one who's in early recovery or battling addiction? Get the help and guidance you need by arranging a recovery recharged phone session with me, Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx, Certified Life and Recovery Coach. Call 1-800-889-1757. Make an appointment today. Or go to my website, pushybroadfromthebronx.com, and click on the link that says Recovery Recharged. Don't wait. Get the help you need today. This is Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Jane Mack, and I'd love to tell you about the latest technology of the Valara Company. I've been using the Valara Company equipment, the air machines, since 1992, and I have found them to be totally successful in killing mold, mildew, and keeping your house fresh and clean. If you'd like more information on it, you can look at MaryJaneMack.com or call our office at 888-777-4232. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I have to tell you, um, welcome back, everybody. I'm Dr. Pat, and I'm joined today by my very special guest. Dimitri Moraitis. Yes. And Dimitri, um, the book, uh, first of all, congratulations on the book. Thank and you. I just want to tell people that um, the book is 
there are illustrations in the book, but it's very hard to come by this in this day and age to actually find illustrations that represent what people are saying. Um, and I want to make sure everyone knows how to find out more ab uh, about Dimitri. So, you know, part of this is going to spiritualartsarts.org. Go ahead. And if you go there, you're going to be able to see the book. It's right there, uh, Barbara Martin um, and Dimitri. And you're going to see it. You can register for the workshops there, all of the above. And then, Benny, we're going to give away uh, one or two copies of the book right now. For those people out there, 1-800-930-2819, we'd love to give you a copy of Heaven and Your Spiritual Evolution, a Mystic's Guide to the Afterlife and Reaching Your Highest Potential. Um, Dimitri, I've had you on the show before, both of you. Yeah. Thank you so much for this. Um, this is a lot, but I loved that for me for the weekend, I love that I got the book and I'm watching this movie. <laughs> because there was so, so many parallels for me. But the one thing that I really wanted to talk with you about is what I believe is the entire sense of the book. Everything in here is to this end. Tell us about Grow to Heaven. Great, great. Thank you. Well, you, you hit the nail on the head. Our, the whole purpose of the book is to encourage people to make their spiritual growth a higher priority in their life. Because you just mentioned about awakening. I, I bet the majority of your listeners right now have had some type of an, a spiritual awakening already. And they're trying to figure out what the heck is that? What, how do I pursue it? And we encourage people, that's not accidental. That's God knocking on your door. I had a very profound awakening many years ago. And that's what got me on my path. Now, when it first happened, I was fundamentally changed, but I didn't have even language at that point. I didn't even know what metaphysics was at that point. And then when I figured out that's what it was, I couldn't get enough of it. And fortunately, I met Barbara shortly after that, and she became my teacher. And from there, we started writing and everything sprang from there. Um, but growth, to put it straight, spiritual growth is your evolution through the many dimensions of life. You are growing spiritually right now. And that is corresponding the vibrations on the other side, which will correspond to where you may end up going on the other side when it's your time to go home. But you're also being blessed by the other side right now. The other side is not about dying. The other side is supporting you now. Every great idea you've had, every inspiration has come from the inner worlds. So what you want to do is connect more to it. Now, you ask, what are the signposts of growth? Well, one of it is inspiration. Do you feel like you are living an inspired life? Oh, boy. You know, and I don't mean every second of every day. Right. Thank you for but, clarifying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. some have, days, I even yeah. have bad hair days. Today, <laughs> yeah. I don't think is one of them. I don't know, Benny. What do you think? Well, you seem plenty inspired. <laughs> <laughs> But that's I important. love the way you're describing this, Dimitri, because maybe this is not our audience, but sometimes we feel like we're taking two steps forward in our growth to heaven, go to heaven, mm -hmm. and one step back. Some people say I take one step forward and two steps back. Well, that's just me talking, though. Yeah, well, two things can end. So, you know, we actually say that in our classes. So, so here, here's the example here of where we could do better. Now, let's say, for, I'm going to give an example of meditation. There is an energy of prosperity, a consciousness of prosperity that shows up in the aura as a turquoise ray, an energy. You got that turquoise in your aura, it shows that you have the awareness of prosperity, and that's how prosperity can manifest. Now, let's say you're worried about money. Let's say, gosh, I'm thinking I can't even pay my bills and I'm getting, you know, I'm getting frustrated. So I meditate with that turquoise. I get out of that frustration mentality and consciousness. I get into the prosperity awareness. Now, you have to live it, though. If you get into that higher state, which you can, but then you go back to worrying about money, that is two steps forward and two steps back. Yes, it is. And right. You're going to feel very frustrated because it's probably going to say, oh, what's the point of it all? You have to live 
what you are aspiring to reach. And your mind has to be thinking that way. Study people who are successful in their field of endeavor, and they stay on the thread long before it manifests. What do they say? Creating something is 3% inspiration, 97% perspiration. Inspiration. You may have to spend a long time realizing something, but stay with it. Now, that's the other thing. Now, the other element is you could be doing everything right, but yet something hasn't changed yet. Now, there is where you just simply have to be patient because it's not just about you. There are other dynamics going on in the world and other people, and there's a timing for things. You know, the Tao talks about returning to the Tao, but returning to the natural rhythm of life. And if we're doing our part, we can't yell at the rose to bloom today. It will bloom if you've taken care of it. So mm. there, there will be times where we're doing everything right, but it feels like, well, why isn't it changing yet? It will. Just don't get discouraged. Don't be impatient. Let's keep doing what you're doing and things will turn over. It's a divine law. If it's in your aura and it's undisturbed, it will show up in your life. And I think this is pro probably one of the greatest lessons. You know, one of the things I was reading in your book, and, and I want to just take people through it a minute, because you take us on this beautiful journey. And mm -hmm. what I mean by this is there's a reason you, you all call this a mystic's guide, guide, mm -hmm. right? Correct. Guide. Because it's a book that you read, and you can open it up in the middle, and you will get something, right? Uh, for example opened it up as you were speaking what did i come to oh beginning your physical incarnations right. um and i start to read this as mentioned earlier souls begin with their physical incarnations on earth while on a fourth astral plane i love the way you write about this because many people are like what does he mean by that oh wait the soul starts to learning things it can only learn here let's talk soul if we could Right, I knew right. you were going to put that in here um, <laughs> because it's part of grow to heaven, isn't it? Well, it's your soul that's growing to heaven. Yeah, you know, you. that is what's happening. Now, some people, when they hear about the beauty of the other side, they think, you know what? I'll wait till I get there. You know, if I kind of muff it up here, you know, there's going to be another chance. Yes, there are other chances, but there's a reason you're here now. And that touches on what we will call your spiritual potential. So we're all destined for heaven. Whichever lifetime that happens, it's not a matter of if it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. But we have a bar we have to reach in this life. You said it kind of at the beginning. You know, we are not, we're not only supposed to leave this world better than the way we found it. We're supposed to leave this world at a higher level of consciousness than when we started. It's like developing a talent. We have a certain amount, we develop it, it will be stronger. So you want to do everything you can to realize that potential because you've got to make it happen here. Whatever you brought in into this incarnated life, you have been empowered already for success, but they are like seeds and you have to nurture them through the way you're living your life in all departments of your life. And then those seeds will sprout and you will live a satisfying life. There's nothing more satisfying than fulfilling your potential and your purpose. Nothing. You could visit every country on earth, taste every wine. Those can be fun things to do, but it won't be as satisfying to the soul as accomplishing what you came here to do. And everybody and, has something to do, something here. Everybody. And that's what I wanted to ask you about, because I, earlier I asked the question, how does it feel? And what I mean by that is that, you know, we're so in tune to either shutting our feelings out or thinking our way to something. And I don't know about you, but I know when, when I reflect a little bit, I can, I, I can remember, remember a sense of how something felt, right? right? Like there was a moment that I realized that maybe in that moment, it was as you were talking about here and unfolding, an unfolding to the higher self, maybe, or an unfolding to that next version of myself. Right. Right. I can't tell you the details of it, but I can describe the feeling. 
tell, tell me from your perspective, because so much of here, you know, really looks at what does it mean to let go of some of the things that would cut us off from that. I remember reading in here, you know, you talking about procrastination and regrets and remorse. And I think it's right here. It says regrets and remorse come into the picture as you start to see through the false self and your own past mistakes. It can feel like you're moving backward instead of forward because there will be times when you make great progress, but then fall back on old habits and old patterns. And I think that you were talking about this later on in the book, but then there's this part about the etheric world right? where right. we move beyond a moment of that and we can feel the shift. How do you describe that shift? Well, let, let's back up because there's many things that are come into the feeling. In other words, if we, were, if we were to ask somebody, what does it feel like to grow from a child to an adult? There are many emotional changes that are going on, but generally there's a feeling of more empowerment more intelligence, more awareness. When you're, when you're not growing, it feels often, again, that you're like you're victimized. So part of the feeling is just this inner sense of confidence that you're in control of yourself. And you, while you're, this doesn't mean you're perfect, but it means you, you have this ability to handle things. Also compassion, that you start to genuinely understand on a deeper level what love really is, what it means to love, to be loved, to show kindness to somebody else, not because it's a nice thing to do, but because it's the divine thing to do. And then, as we mentioned, also to feel more inspired, to feel more driven, to feel more energized. Somebody that's in tune and connecting with their evolution will have this sense of almost boundless energy to accomplish things. So it is a blessing and, and empowerment. Now, when I really first started putting my hands to the plow, shall we say, and move forward, I came from the creative world. Actually, I was in the motion picture world. That's how I started. I came to California to pursue that career. And it was some wonderful opportunities that were opening up. And then bingo, the spiritual awakening happened and took me to another uh, direction. But I noticed my own creative energy just exploded. And I was pretty creative already. Yeah. But when you brought in the, the spiritual component, and that drives you, when you start to see these things happening, you want to do more of it, right? And you keep, you, it, the, the road keeps getting, but you are almost, I wouldn't say reinventing, but you know, there's always got to be this time of self-reflection. The unexamined life is not worth living, as Socrates said. So there's going to be these phases of things, and it won't always be like dramatic, but you're, you're feeling this constant state of I'm moving in the right direction and I need to keep going in this direction. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I talked about what happened to me when I moved to Seattle. Um, and I want to make sure everybody, for those of you tuning in, we're talking about heaven and your spiritual evolution. Um, please get a copy of the book and there's an easy way for you to do it. Um, all you need to do is go to the website spiritualarts.org. Um, Dimitri and Benny, let's give another copy of the book away. 1-800-930-2819. Um, I love what you just talked about because so often we separate, you know, grow to heaven or spiritual growth from creativity. We just mm -hmm. don't always connect it. Um, but it's interesting you brought it up because I moved from the East Coast to the West Coast and that move alone created something different in me. And how did I know that? Well, I pulled out a sketch that I did when I first moved here and showed it to one of my mentees the other day. And I hadn't looked at it in years, actually. And I moved here in 93. Mm. And that drawing totally reflects what you just said. Now, why? Why the Pacific Northwest? Why did that have an instantaneous effect on me? I don't really know. I know it did. But the art that came forward, I didn't study art. I, if you looked at the sketch and the symmetry of it and the abstract nature of it, I looked at it the other day. I pulled it out. And I just thought, I didn't create that. I didn't do that. I, you, you know, me sitting here in my physical skin... 
but yet I did. And so I point to that as as a growth spurt. Yeah, yeah, you are more. You know, it's funny, people think, oh, if I make it to heaven, is it boring there? I'm on clouds <laughs> and I'm playing harps all day long. You know, the, the opposite is true. You're more creative. It's creativity unbounded in heaven. So there, you're, you're, you're developing parts of your nature that you, you never even imagined possible. So, and you know, some of the great artistic and creative people that have been on this earth came from the heaven worlds. And they brought, that's why they were trying to bring a piece of heaven. Uh, um, Handel, you know, George Handel that wrote the uh, Hallelujah Chorus and the Messiah. He said when he was writing the Hallelujah Chorus, he said, I was in heaven. It felt I was there. And he was essentially musically notating what he was experiencing. And it's mm -hmm. one of the greatest choral works of all time. Mm -hmm. Still inspiring to this day because it brings in that energy of the heaven worlds. You know, that leads me to a point in the book I'd love for you to talk about. And I love the language that you're using in here. And the language is reclaiming your spiritual heritage. Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, it, it, it's, it's towards the end of the book. And there's a lot to read here. But the very fact reclaiming your spiritual heritage is really an action that my sense is we really have to make. And can I just say what you say? You say, no matter how far a soul may fall, there is no such thing as eternal damnation. And boy, if there's one takeaway from this book that we should get, it's that one. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Every soul is precious. We're going to make mistakes. Now, it's funny because, you know, our growth is actually not a straight line upward. It'd be nice if it were. It's more like a stock market graph. It's kind of up and down a little bit until finally we get there. So, there are going to be times where we goof and we lose ground rather than gain an incarnation. I mean, and then we come back and it's time to reclaim. Now this period is a time for a lot of um, people to make their evolutionary jump, but it's also time for many old souls. say, you could say God is calling old souls home. It's time for you to take that spiritual yoke once again and finish what you started in another incarnation. And that's why we say to all the students who take, you know, do everything you can. There was a beautiful, uh, you know, Barbara had so many experiences from the other side. And one time she had been working with a student and she died, the woman died. And Barbara saw her on the other side. And the woman came to her and said, Barbara, I just want to thank you for everything, you know, all your teachings. It's so much clearer here. You know, I understand it even better. My only regret is I didn't do more. You know, we can let the distractions of life, the diversions of life, it, you want to make sure you're doing the essential things. That's why we say in, in meditation, for example, make it the centerpiece of your day. This is the time for you to commune with the divine and everything else in your life will fall into line. Because you, again, want to make sure you leave this life saying, you know what? I did it. I did what I came here to do. You know what I love about that message is, and, and love about it from a lot of different perspectives, Dimitri, is that we can look at that on a day-to-day -day basis. We can yeah. look at that on a day-to-day -day basis. And, you know, it's hard, we'd be hard-pressed not to find something that we've done in a, any given day to really show that movement. And it doesn't matter where you come from, what, what, you don't have to have, be a host of a radio show to show it. You don't have to be a super artist. You don't even, you don't have to be an author. You know, how about being a person that cares for their children every day? Right. You know, how about the love that we feel? <clears throat> See, so often out of this equation of heaven, we leave out love and oh, what we feel in our hearts. The road to heaven is paved in love. Yeah. If you say, I love God, but I could take, I could give or take my fellow humans and you're never going to get there. Yeah. But again, according a little bit to the Bible today, but it's like, if you can't love each other whom you see, how can you begin to love God whom you don't see? So we've got to come from a place of love and from true compassion. And this will be the way home. And you're responsible for you. It doesn't matter what other people are doing. Where is the love in you right now? And if you notice, gosh, I'm holding on to a lot of grudges, a lot of angers, a lot of frustrations then you just have a little work to clear that out. Start forgiveness. For God's sakes, don't go to your grave with a grudge. 
you you you're you're mad at somebody let it go find a way to free yourself from all of that um barbara was at an event once where you know someone was kind of bringing messages from the other side and there was a message uh that there was this deceased husband of this woman that was in the front row and the person that was bringing the message is saying well you know your husband who died he's begging your forgiveness now obviously he must have done something not that great but he was gone he was on the other side and the woman in the front row turned beat red she said i'll never forgive that sob as long as i live mm. he's gone and she's mm. still holding on to the grudge mm. we got to change that we got to change that that's that will hinder spiritual growth not help it well you know in all of the 12 step programs that are taught there's one key message for people right out of the gate. And one of them is resentment is the number one offender. Mm. Not your addiction. Resentment is the number one offender. Because that resentment is so grounded in an accumulation of diminishing the law of diminishing returns. Yeah, it's so grounded in that it's hard to make movement forward. But you it, said binds something, you. it binds it you, it binds you. Thank you. Yeah. 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 And and let's kind of wrap this up with this. Love is key. But if you cannot go there, gratitude will crush that binding. And you know what, what we talk about is start small. If you can't start, if you can't start being grateful to the person you dislike most, start smaller. But you talk about this along the way. You know, you talk about um you talk about this, this is the quote, right? Where if we, if we were to embody this quote, we would be able to release and let go of people that perhaps have harmed us. And you, and you go in the book and you say, by Gandhi, no human being is so bad as to be beyond redemption. Yeah, that's the truth. That's the truth. And we've all done things that are not so great. Let he is without sin cast the first stone, right? So we can, we can learn to forgive. If people forgive the most heinous things, we can do it. You're right. If you don't feel there, take it in stages. Take the love you have now, build it. Um, um, Joel Goldsmith, the great healer, used to say, well, if you're having trouble for, you know, showing love to somebody, say, God, you love them for me right now until I can do it myself. I've but done that. That love energy going, and that will take you. So to wrap this up, I do want to say again, do everything you can to make spiritual growth a higher priority in your life. And see it as part of every part of your life. Your relationships are part of your growth. Your finances are part of your growth. Your career is part of your growth. And yes, your, your, direct, meditate, your, your direct spiritual pursuits, it's all part of the picture. And you do your part, and you will reach some extraordinary places. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that, Dimitri. Again, let folks know how they can find out about you and find out about the book. Well, Heaven and Your Spiritual Evolution is available everywhere now. So please, and if you are on Amazon, we love it. If you would enjoy it and write a little review, people really pay attention to that stuff. They do. They really do. No, they, they really do. do. Yeah. And the, and the Institute is Spiritual Arts Institute, spiritualarts.org. We'd love to hear from you and be part of our family. <laughs>